Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Chris Hervishan. Chris is a CPA and CVA and is the sole proprietor of his firm. Chris provides outsourced accounting and tax preparation for small businesses and individuals. Chris has a passion for the accounting profession, and is this is evident through the number of extracurricular programs for which he volunteers. Chris is a member of the Business and Industry Government Affairs Committees, as well as the CPE Facility Task Force in the South Carolina Association of CPAs. Welcome back, I should say, to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Chris Hervishan. Thanks, Ed, so much. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. So I don't think I asked you this the last time because we recorded yours live and I usually dispense mm-hmm. with this, but why do you do what you do? I do what I do. So I, I run the firm because I like the freedom of running running a firm and the choose your own adventure type of thing. And as far as the customers that we serve, I really like to work with small businesses and to help them grow. It's kind of like we're going through a journey together. So it's a lot of fun. And before we started recording, you mentioned a term that I want you to define for our audience, and, and let's expand on it a little bit. You've been thinking a lot lately about organizational design. What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. So what I mean by organizational design, and I know there's a ton of different definitions of it, but what are the various seats that you need inside of your business or organization, as it were, and who's going to fill those, and what are those specific roles going to be? And of course, the order with which you fill them, is that part of it as well? Yeah. And the order with which you fill them, how do you identify the first one that you need? How do those dominoes fall? And what's your process for going about trying to understand that? And do you think it's, it's, is it obviously different for each firm? Each organization is going to have a different growth path? Yeah, I think it has to be, um, at least from where I'm sitting. So every firm is working with different customers. Every firm is providing different services. So you need a different mix, right? It's all, it's all different. It really just depends on who you are and where you are and what you do. Uh, for me, it's been, um, you know, one of these things I'm kind of learning as I get, I don't, <laughs> it's, it wasn't something I had experience in previously. Uh, so the way that I'm kind of thinking about it is I'm talking to different people whose opinion I trust and who know my business. So I'm talking to my business coach about it. And I've got a couple of coaches. I'm asking questions within accounting communities that I'm a member of. I'm asking my wife, who's provides really good advice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the team members internally. Like, you know, here is where you are. Here is what you're doing, and what is going to be doing in the future. And then thinking about all of those things within the context of each other, and you know, how we're going to move forward and deliver the best service that we can for our customer. Part of it, as a former small business owner, this is a long, of course, this was a long time ago, is I was always concerned with, it was, it was a chicken and egg situation. If mm-hmm. I found some some person that was really good that I wanted to hire, should I hire that person and then figure out where they should sit? Or should I always make sure that I've decided what the seat is supposed to be, what, what are the roles and responsibilities of that, and then try to fill the seat? And I, w- I was always confounded by that because sometimes I'm like, it was almost like, a, um, if I equate it to athletics, let's, let's just hire the best available athlete <laughs> and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Or the thing you hear about in the NFL draft every single year, it's like pick the best available player regardless of whether or not you need a quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. like, like the Green Bay situation when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, something like that. Yeah, and I, I struggle with that too. Uh, one of the most interesting things I ever heard a, a fellow CPA say was that they keep a list of people that they want to work with. And they just kind of plant the seed 
And, you know, at some point they might come available and then you bring them into the organization. Like that's a really interesting strategy, I think. But then the other part of that is you need to consider when you bring those folks in, how does their skill set mesh with the people that you you already have on the team? And are you creating doubt within the team that you already have as far as what their role is going to be going forward and how they fit into the new scheme when you didn't necessarily plan on bringing this person in, but they became available and are a star and you want all stars and A players want to work with A players and all of those things. How do those things interplay together? I don't know, but I'm thinking about it. It's, it's, it's a challenging thing. One of the things that did help me was was putting together, for lack of a better term, was it was a skills depth chart of of the people that I had. You know, we I would I had a list of the people, and of course, it's a relatively small organization. Mm-hmm. And then what what are the skills, both hard and soft? So there's definitely some hard skills that I need. You know, can you do a bank rec? I'm just picking something you know crazy. And how good are you at that? But also you know, presentation skills or communication ability. Those those, those kinds of things rank those. And then I, what I looked at is across the board is where, where were the holes? Where was the white space? And, you know, that was something that then would, would feed back into the interview process to say, okay, this is the type of person that at least we need to fill some holes here because we're, we're lacking. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. So uh, what, what, what else, it, with regard to the growth aspect of it, though, it, it, are you trying to grow bef- your people before you grow your revenue or does the revenue growth come in front of the people growth? Uh, For us, people growth comes before revenue growth, for sure. We've built into our culture and we're very intentional and we put resources behind, substantial resources behind upskilling our people. Always have, always will. That'll never change. And the thought is if we're upskilling our people, then we get to that point where, you know, something that you and Ron talk about all the time, plusing our services. We can plus our services. We're in the position to plus our services. We can start to bring in higher level clients, higher, higher dollar clients, because now we can service them because we have the expertise and we have the knowledge and we've gone through this process. So that's part of it. And then the other part of it that we layer on is a knowledge share across the team. So somebody over here is learning something that's interesting to them that applies to their job and to our customers, but then they're also sharing that knowledge across the team. So we're breaking down kind of those knowledge silos. And then maybe we have something that gets triggered across the team, like, oh, so-and-so is learning this and they learn this. I can apply this to something that I learned or something that I do. And then, you know, it's got that multiplicative factor. How does that practically play out? Is that a lunch and learn scenario? Is that what you guys do? How do you you make that skill sharing happen? Yeah, a couple of different ways. Um, So number one, our bonus is based on CPE and we we very loosely define what CPE is. It's not just like, hey, you went to a conference. It's it's not, it's books, it's podcasts courses that aren't necessarily accounting focused. So that's part of it. And we, and our bonus is based on that. And I pay for the, for those things, for our team to go and do those things. That's part of it. Um, we do semi-monthly team training and we'll pick a topic. And like just today, our internal marketing person, she did the training today and she did a training on LinkedIn. So that's cool. Uh, we have FedEx days once a quarter. It's on a Monday. It's usually the third Monday, take the day, work on something that you think is cool. I'm not going to tell you what's cool. Just something you think is cool that can apply to our customers and or make your life or your job easier. And then on Tuesday, we get together, we have a meeting, we share it, whatever that is. And it's, we have gotten a wide range of things and a lot of really great things um, have, have come out of that. So there's that. And then we also do a monthly knowledge share meeting. So we get together for an hour we sit down, we go through every team member. What'd you learn over the course of the last month? What can you share with, uh, with the team? And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be earth shattering. Just, Thing so that over time we're breaking down these barriers. 
I'm going to set, set you up here, Chris, but man, that sounds like Uh-oh. a lot, an awful lot of non-billable time. Yeah. Well, we don't track time, <laughs> <laughs> but it, and it's, but it's, you have to build in some slack into your team's capacity, partly for those reasons. And, you know, the whole maxim of if you're not going to upskill your people, then like, what are you left with? Right. <laughs> You've got the same skill set. You're never getting any better. Your organization's never getting any better. Those folks are never getting any better. Your customers probably aren't getting any better because you can't service better customers and you can't charge higher prices because you can't do better things. So what are we doing? Exactly right. I, I heard expressed this way a long time ago. Is like if you know, it's very expensive to train our people. I said, "Well, what's the alternative?" Right? Yeah. You say, "Let's." We have the dumbest people in the industry. We keep them dumb because they might leave. You know? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. Or it's like, okay, well, we just need to hire better people. Okay, those are expensive too. So where do you want to spend your money? Right. Who's been in the team? Who's part of the culture? Who understands the context that you're working in and is looking to better themselves? Or you just want to go out and try to buy, you know, productivity like. Okay, but there's problems that come with that too. Well, Chris, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? Yeah, and it's a good question, and I thought about it because I knew you were going to ask it. Last time I said Ben Hogan um, because he got hit by a bus and still won the U.S. Open after that. And then today, what I'm going to say, I'm going to say my wife. Uh, she is uh, super supportive, and she's been like an absolute great sounding board for me, and she, frankly, she just keeps me sane. So I'm going to say my wife today. And lastly, Chris, how can somebody contact you? Best way to get a hold of me, betterwaycpa.com. That's our website. Or you can find me on Twitter. I'm all over the tax Twitter, Chris Hervishan. All right. Chris Hervishan, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.